Welcome to Feminized. It's time for a show that turns the spotlight on the powerful women shaping cannabis culture. The cannabis industry is on fire and women are sparking it up. If you like the show, please subscribe. You can also subscribe to the Feminized podcast with Liz Grow on YouTube and Instagram. The future is feminized. You're now listening to the Feminized podcast. Hey, sis, I'm so excited to introduce you today to my friend, Adelia Carello. She's the CMO and co-founder of Event High and a thought leader in the cannabis and travel and events space. So thank you so much for being here today, Adelia. Thank you, Liz. I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about all things cannabis events and, and more. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I discovered you, if you will. Um, you know, you came on my radar during um, COVID and uh, Clubhouse. Yep. And oh my God, I just feel like I learned so much from you. Um, you have always had so much insight and being from Texas and only being able to get, you know, legal cannabis in other states, I needed to know about travel. And so I definitely followed you um, pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah, we dove in the clubhouse during during that time, and and it was just the perfect timing to keep educating, keep bringing us together, and you know, it, planting those communications of when things kind of return. You know, what we have looked to look forward to, kind of that like we know it's a tough time, but what's what's coming down the line? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we're still alive, we're still here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you always did that. You're uh, definitely a bright ray of sunshine. Um, but so why don't let's just get right into it. Um, what is Event High? So Event High is an online marketplace uh, for cannabis-related events. So what that means is we have a platform uh, for event organizers, event goers, and brands. Event goers get a go-to-event high and sell tickets and sponsorships compliantly uh, through our ticketing platform uh, for their cannabis-related events. Event goers get to go there, browse, explore, find yeah. events near them or, or not near them that they want to go to. Um, and then brands get a shop for sponsorship opportunities. So uh, it's a really great community and it's all things cannabis events and experiences. I love that so much as a cannabis party goer. Um, <laughs> I definitely rely on lists that you put out. And I imagine that's just based on your analytics that you're getting. Yeah, yeah, we're we're um, we're we're getting all this information through our event organizers that are putting these events on on our platform, and yeah, we we definitely get to see all the different experiences that are happening. It's it's from parties to festivals to dinners to B two B, you know, uh, yeah. health and wellness, all and in anything that you think of. There's probably a community for you with cannabis. <laughs> oh my god, that's so awesome! That is just so. It's such an awesome service that you're providing. I mean, it's really helping to just bring people together, you know, and uh, around this just awesome plant, right? So that must feel good for you. It, it does. It's like, you know, diving into this and, and seeing just the community and really seeing the passion from these event organizers. It reminds me that they all are educating for this plant in their yeah. own way. You know, they're, they're, whether it's an experience or a presentation or a workshop, all of them have some sort of educational component around this plant at their events, which to me is just amazing because we need a lot of education for, for everyone. Absolutely. Um, that, that's great. That just to, you know, hear that it's not just a party. I mean, we all need that, but 
the same time, there's just so, we have so much ground to cover, I think, in this industry that we have to like multi-purpose these parties and make them like certainly um, education-based and benefiting those nonprofits who are doing, you know, the work, I think, to uh, help those who've been harmed by the war on drugs, right? Like I see that a lot on your platform, on Event High, you know, that events are, you know, benefiting places like Last Prisoner and 40 Tons and excuse me, other organizations. So I think that's awesome. I feel like, you know, I feel like Event High is the place to be with in that respect. I, I don't know. Yeah, I love that. And that's the thing we we didn't, you know, that wasn't the intention, but seeing event organizers, like you said, have that intention behind their events was just like, okay, it's, it's even, yeah, whether it's the education or giving back to these organizations or raising awareness for these organizations. The one thing that we also, and it's a little bit changing the subject, but what we also noticed is um, brands, you know, they're really taking advantage of hosting their own events because again, getting that one-on-one experience in front of that exact audience or their customer base, they're seeing as so vital and and such, again, a way to educate or experience their product uh, more on a personal basis with them, which is really cool to see too. Yeah. Oh God, I bet. I bet. Because, you know, then products are made more intentionally, you know, and that serve the consumer um, versus serve what we already have, you know, existing, you know, like what we've been doing, big pharma and patents, you know, we got to get our money back from them. But uh, anyway, sorry, I digress. I had a great um, <laughs> podcast interview a couple hours ago with Dr. Felicia. And oh, yes. She's she amazing. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be out on Monday. Oh, my gosh. But it, anyway, it, it's really cool to see just that marriage. And I think it's just it just goes to show how conscious this community is yeah. with its footprint not only, you know, and it's sustainably or, or environmentally speaking, but socially, you know, so So yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, that's so true. I love that. I love that you mentioned that. Um, Yeah. It's, it's really exciting to see just, again, just the unique experiences, the creativity, like one example too, just to kind of share a little bit of what experiences we had an event organizer who would have, it was called um, Sushi and Doobie. And so you would learn how to roll a sushi roll and you learned how to roll a joint. Like, I was like, that's perfect. Like, that's, that's for me. That's for me. I love sushi. So yeah. Wow. That is incredible. God. And it's like, that's the perfect munchies food. Right. You never have enough sushi and it just Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter. No, no. Oh my God. Oh, well, so you're in California though. So you see all the events. I, I I was in California. We moved recently to Arizona, but oh, that's nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats! So thanks, thanks. It's been exciting. It's you know a completely different landscape here, and it's a great landscape. But it's just I realized in California I was in a very big bubble, <laughs> but it's an amazing bubble over there, you know. And and yeah. and you're right with events like that's where Event High launched and was founded. So we a majority of our our user base is in California, um, but now we are in 47 states, which is mind-blowing to me um but yeah california they are so unique so creative when it comes to events and experiences they're doing we we love seeing uh just the multitude of variation of events there oh god i bet what are some of the most uh interesting events that have yeah you've seen come across the platform um let's see most oh gosh okay let's see i mean the sushi and doobie one is pretty dope right yeah (laughs) yeah 
Um, there was another one, and, and I haven't seen it back since since you know after after COVID. But it was um, Moonlight Dinner, I believe, or mo- it was Moonlight something. It was in Palm Desert. They would create just this this full on experiential event where all your senses were being being um, impact like highlighted or impacted and touched. And literally, they would find the coolest spots in the desert, you know, with lots of art and have glass blowers music you'd have a dinner as well that was infused um but what would i remember specifically is there's this guy there this activation they had and it was a telescope but it's not your normal telescope it was a telescope and maybe i'm calling it wrong maybe it's not a telescope but it looked like a telescope and it you would point it at the moon or at a yeah. planet and the music it would pull the waves and make music like it oh. would and I was just, again, as you're, you know, you're consuming, you're just yes. inspired, you're like mind blown at what is happening around you. Oh my <laughs> God, that's incredible. Oh yeah. I mean, you've got the perfect position of just being able to see all the events. It's like, yeah. where's the party? Uh, call Adelia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She knows. Um, <laughs> that's very, very cool. So um, let's see. So where, what phase of development is Event High in right now? So we actually are in public beta. Um, We have been in public beta for a couple extra years, just, you know, again, because of COVID to be real with y'all. It it definitely slowed us down, but, but it also made us stronger as a team because we had to get really lean and really work together to, to, to stay alive, you know, uh, events and and a lot of businesses were impacted, but definitely the event industry. Um, And so we're in public beta, but in the next couple of weeks, we are finally getting out of public beta. We're going to launch V1 of Event High. Um, so that's, ex- yeah, that's so oh, exciting. Okay. Like for me, that's okay. so exciting because I'm like, you know, I've seen it and I'm like, when, when are we going to get there to showcase what we're doing? Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's just going to be so much more enhanced. I was actually up late last night looking at our next, you know, testing it out and just seeing like simple things that, um, you know, on the, on the software side, as you go in stages that you're just like, oh my gosh, like it may seem simple to some people, but you're like, what, we can do that now? Or yes, we, have we have a button there. Yeah, yeah. yeah those things that are just like, yeah. oh my gosh. So um, yeah. it's coming up very soon. And yeah, we'll have a lot of uh, just more enhancements to the user experience, um, a lot more capabilities with customization to, to event organizers pages. So they can literally drag and drop a video, add more images, just really enhance and showcase what their event is about. I think mm-hmm. that's important because, um, you know, uh, you're, you're trying to sell someone on a page yeah. to come to my event, to experience that event. Yes. So being able to customize it and really put all the character into that page, I think is so beneficial for event organizers. Oh my God. Absolutely. I mean, you're just enhancing the user experience and that's all anybody ever wants, exactly. you know? Um, and let me tell you, the worst user experience is when you get your ass kicked off a platform yep. because they're like, Oh, sorry, it's cannabis. And it's just like, it's hemp. Like yeah. in, in my case, it was with MailChimp. They sent me an email and it was like, I swear it was pretty harsh. It was like, we don't do business with your kind or something. Oh my gosh. You're like, oh, really bad. And they're like, this isn't personal. We just don't. And I'm like, you just made it personal. So it just, you know, you work so hard and then you get the rug pulled out from under you. So having a quality platform that does what you need it to do that you can trust because it's, you know, supporting regulated industries, basically, um, cannabis being that heaviest regulated industry. I think that's so awesome. 
it, it, it came out of that exact problem. You know, we were event organizers and we were hosting a B2B event in San Diego, non-consumption. We got that exact thing. We got flagged on a, on, on a mainstream ticketing platform. They froze our funds. Mm. Oh, and- oh, oh, Eventbrite. I'll say it. I'll call them out Eventbrite. Yeah, they yep. gave me yep. some shit too about something. And I was instantly like turned off. I'm done yeah. with you, Eventbrite. Ew, They'll but take you off. They'll freeze your funds. They won't give you your data, like access to your account. Like wow. it and, and it can be random. Like I know we have some people now that will come random, uh, you know, they'll hear about Event High, but they've been using Eventbrite for like the past 10 events. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they wake up and they, all their tickets have been refunded and they have to start all over. So it's, it, yeah. It, wow. Wow. Um, it's like, so it's, it's just beyond, you know, yeah. understanding, you know, that you can yeah. really do that. Um, but there's, if there's fear and misunderstanding and greed is really driving it all. So uh, they look at cannabis as a small slice of the industry, maybe and just not wanting to fuck with it. So thank you for taking that on, you know, seriously. Well, we know why, you know, like it's, uh, you know, we, as we mentioned, we have a compliant platform. So we have a marijuana related business bank account, but it it took a while before we could actually launch to the public to get that bank. And even to maintain that bank account, like every quarter we're doing audits, we're running reports we're you know, we're doing a lot of work and like, at times we just look and step back and we're like, it's just tickets. It's just tickets and sponsorships to an event. Like, you know, why is it so hard? But, but I guess that's, that is why Eventbrite does what it does to, to the industry, you know? And so we're willing to do the work and um, you know, we're, we're here for the long run. (laughs) Oh, I love hearing that. So how do you help people manage sponsorships events? sponsorships. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it's more simple than um, what what that may sound like that we do is uh, basically what event organizers can do is they can upload their sponsorship deck and create what is like a page. Um, And so it'll showcase their sponsorship deck and you can send it out to brands. We also have a monthly newsletter that we send out to our network of brands. And um, basically people can, you know, just select the sponsorship that they want. The event organizer gets a notification that'll say, hey, so-and-so brand wants XYZ sponsorship. Do you approve or deny? And it's just, we simplify that process so that again, then they can easily purchase. Um, They're doing it again through a compliant platform and and everything's kind of secure between the event organizer and the the brand who's purchasing it. Wow. So what if the brand um, or the event organizer, I should say, what if the event organizer, and I'm asking for a friend here, okay, me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a Bank of America business account. Yeah. You know, I want a cool cannabis business account. I really do. But also I'm a media company and we yeah. work with non-cannabis companies as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, how does working with Event High, would it put me on Bank of America's map? Um, so it doesn't because our bank is called Partner Colorado Credit Union. So they're essentially a regular bank. They're a, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It's a uh, what is, no, not private bank. What do they call those? Normie um, banks. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's a normal <laughs> yeah. bank. And so they have a branch off that is, that is their MRB bank account. Okay. So everything still goes is named after their main bank account. I, I guess it's, it's, it doesn't put basically our customers on a radar. Um, 
through the bank, it's more of the internal processes behind the scenes of how it's getting audited and reviewed and, and processed through, again, their specific MRB um, software and platform. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're worried about that. Yeah, yeah. you're taking that on. Appreciate it. Um, well, that'll be good. I I do um, some events, and I've been wanting to use your platform, um, and and I just you know I feel like I don't know everything in its universal time, right? Yeah. Um, my event's coming up on South by. Do you have like a limit to the number of um, events that you can have in the platform, or? No, we have people hosting events every week, a couple times, a, not a day, sorry, a couple times a week, uh, once a month, whenever, really, you can just host as many as you want. Um, you know, even we just have certain like specifications, but there's really, it's nothing that really catches you as long as it's nothing that's like a ticket is actually buying a pound of weed. Like that's mm -hmm. when we'll, we'll flag an account, you know, like it has to be a ticket for an event. Like mm -hmm. you can't be like, there can't be people, not that you're going to do that, but I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, just to put it out there, people like that's, we, we do review these event pages. So yeah. even though we are specific and we're all for this industry, we still have to make sure that we are fully compliant as a company. Um, but yeah, there's no limitations on what you, how many events you host on, how many tickets you sell. Um, it, it's all up to you. It's, it's really self-serving. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay. And so is, what is the payment model like, like between event organizer and event high and then uh, guest event guest and event high. So event high, um, we have our service and processing fees, very similar to all other traditional, uh, platforms. Uh, it's 2.9% plus 99 cents per ticket. And then we have a processing fee of 3%. So we're a few, like we're a little bit cheaper than, than Eventbrite um, and, and some other platforms out there. Um, and you as the event organizer can absorb the fees or pass on the fees. Mm -hmm. However, 99% of event organizers pass on the fees because that's what's normal. That's what's out there already. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, you know, again, looking at those mainstream ticketing platforms the event goer is familiar with paying those fees. Okay. So you yeah, essentially um, would I think so too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think anything of it. You know, you just expect fees for the convenience of being, you know, able to do all the things on the internet, you know, from yeah. your jammies or in your yeah, jammies. Exactly. exactly. Um, very cool. Okay, that makes so much sense. So how did you get to be here? I mean, it's the CMO of a, you know, online event platform. It's kind of niche. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it happened kind of organically, but it also was called to me. Um, my first company was actually a, a digital media company in cannabis. So I launched a company uh, about almost nine years ago now called Direct Cannabis Network. Uh, we were a B2B digital news network. We covered the latest tech, entrepreneurs, and innovative companies in cannabis. Um, it was similar to TechCrunch. I really was like, I want to be TechCrunch. Like, I really felt like that's where I could help uh, make an impact in this industry by speaking on innovation and entrepreneurship, but also still bringing the heart in it. You know, like what's bringing the information from these entrepreneurs of what their why was, making sure we wouldn't forget about that at the right. time. Um, but it was it was hard. It was really hard as as the platform that I was trying to build, and so. Um, it, so we ended up, I ended up closing that business a couple of years ago and I didn't know what I was going to do next, to be honest. I was like, whatever will, we'll, it'll be called to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so 
as I, in all transparency, uh, the founder is my fiance. So he, he was the one that is the founder of the company and it was like perfect transitional time. And he asked, he's like, would you be interested in coming to event high as our CMO? Um, he's like, you know, it's what he, when he explained to me again, the idea and the mission of event high, I really felt there was a lot of alignment with just, you know, keeping the culture alive, education around the plant, mm -hmm. all these things that I, I, I loved about um, my first company and about the industry as a whole. And so uh, it, I, I wanted to say yes right away, but I had to also be like, can I work with him? You know, yeah. can I work with my partner? Like, I know, <laughs> I work with my partner. <laughs> and so, and I said, yes, and it worked. Yes. So we're, we're here now. And, and yeah. yes, we've uh, we've been able to really uh, collaborate and, and as a team with our other team members, uh, move event high forward. That's so awesome. So what is it? Yeah. Tell me what it's been like for you working with your, your honey. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been good. You know, I think, uh, again, my first company really humbled me because he did try in all transparency with this too, in all transparency, he tried to help with my first company and we, we butted heads. It, it was my baby. It was like, yeah. you know, and, but I, I got hit with just like an, an ego, not, not that I had an ego, but just a lot of things that I learned as a business yeah. owner, as an entrepreneur, I was very humbled in that business. And so moving into this with him, it, it just like flowed, like where we, he sees my strengths and, you know, I honor him as the leader and, and, but we also both, both be able, we're able to easily voice mm -hmm. uh, ideas or, or opinions. The same with our team. We're all have that. We've been able to build a, a culture that's where we can all talk and just share what we may disagree on and kind of meet in the middle. Um, and again, just our strengths. Like I, I do like to be more forward facing. He's more behind the scenes kind of person running the yeah. company. So it works great because I, I, I love the, doing the business side of things. Like I, I really do. I love processes and all that, but I hate fundraising. I hate good because it's hard. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And yeah. so yeah. I'm like, let me take a break from that. He can handle that now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But you have to have that experience and yeah. you have to have those scars to really know um, what you're going to do your next go round, yeah. you know, because you're getting back on the horse. It's not like yeah. you're not going to create you know build something uh meaningful exactly. and I think it's really cool that you stuck with it you know and you have those like scars to prove it <laughs> um so and you know so feminized is obviously the best podcast because I only talk to women yeah I love, <laughs> I love it sometimes they let the occasional man in um but it's <laughs> it's fine being able to to promote the female voice in this industry is, is so cool. I meet so many awesome women and um, we all have different stories, I think. So I would love to hear from your perspective, you know, how has it been for you to be a woman in this industry and um, see if you have any advice to offer? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is a great question. Um, you know, I never thought that I would be in the cannabis industry. I was in the consumer electronic industry. I was building my career there. And, um, you know, similar to other, other individual stories, um, from a, from a medical perspective, cannabis came into my life. Um, I actually, um, my fiance and I found out we were pregnant. Um, mm -hmm. I ended up having health complications and I had to have an, I was having an apoptic mm -hmm. pregnancy and had an emergency surgery. So, mm -hmm. 
um, that was very impactful in my life as a woman, both physically and emotionally. And after about a year of just full on anxiety, not leaving my house, feeling not like a woman because of what I experienced, um, I turned to cannabis. I was like, this is, I think, you know, from what I heard and, and at the time I was really naive, but, um, from what I heard, it was like, I need to try something else, you know, just, I wasn't in a good place. And so, um, it turned to cannabis and, and that starting point was like, honestly, it changed the being that I am. The human that I am right now is not who I was back then. And it's because of this plant and it, and, it, and it's in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so that was the beginning of how I got into this space. And as I progressed as a, you know, personally and professionally in this industry, it has come with its challenges. Um, you know, as I mentioned, raising capital was hard, but there was also times where I have experienced um, as being a woman raising capital from from majority of men investors. I I had a horrible experience. I was put in a very horrible situation and didn't feel safe. And that was one of the most, in a way, really traumatic moments of my life where I was like, what is this? This is not the industry that I'm used to. Like what? I never expected something like this to happen. Uh, luckily, and I do say luckily because I know from for a lot of women, they can't share and speak or go to someone, right. but I was able to go um, to, to the organizers of the event and also to my um my own investors at the time and and I shared with them what happened they mm. you know they they helped they helped nip that in the butt that person wasn't able to go to events in the future with them and it, it was resolved and so um good so that was honestly one hurdle that I just I'll, I know I'll always remember um but the other times you know overall it, it's it's been good um it's, it's been a lot of learning and just a lot of pivoting and a lot of figuring out. Um, but I will say, you know, the women in this industry and our allies are, are what have made it the way it is for me. I have had such a good time because of that, because of our allies and the women and just the community that we all have and how we're all lifting each other up. It's, that's been more memorable than those other moments, you know? Um, Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. I love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how else could you keep going uh, if you didn't have the sisterhood and the, you know, real just community that is built around, I think, uplifting females, right? In this industry, like there's so many, um, you know, there are a few men, obviously, who are uh, my producers of the show and they're just so awesomely like grateful to help promote this message because it feels good for everyone to hear you know it's like not just for women (laughs) um you know it's about breaking down walls and barriers and and helping to find solutions I think to getting more cannabis to more mainstream people yeah (laughs) that's what I think um so so I want to know as the party princess that you are um and I say that in the best and most respectful of ways you're in that crown what (laughs) is the party of 2023 going to be the cannabis party the cannabis party Mm -hmm. okay um there let's see (laughs) the party I would there's two because one of them I'm totally biased on because it's one of my other companies but I have to shout it out because it it last year we, we really did really, we really had a really great party. (laughs) Um, 
But uh, so I'll mention that first. But again, that is that is just from my perspective and it's close to my heart. And then I'll share another event. Uh, yes. But I'm also the, the co-founder of an organization called Blunt Brunch. Uh, I was just going to ask. I love it. I love this little dialogue. <laughs> yes. Talk to me. And Blunt Brunch is a women empowerment event series for women executives and professionals in this space. Um, we host many, uh, not many, but socials in, in a variety of cities, which bring about 30 women together each month for brunch or an activity. And we have blunt conversations. Um, but then our big event is our national event, which we just had in Las Vegas during Cannabis Week. And it was, was fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can oh tell all about it. It was so much fun. Yes, it was incredible. I walk into this room of, I don't know how many women were there. I felt like hundreds of women and there's a beautiful staircase and every woman looks so beautiful and everybody's talking and just like mingling. Oh, it was, it was an oasis and I just yeah. landed. It was amazing. God, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. We, we had uh, over 300, we had 200 for the brunch and then over 300 for the, the, the rest of the event. Awesome. But next year we're increasing to 400 women for the brunch. So that is going to be, and we honestly, we did not, I was, we were glad to see those numbers because we did not I last the year before that we only had 50 women and we did sell out. And so we had to do another event. So we did get in total like the year before about 150 women together, but we just did, you know, you, you go to MJ, you go to MJ BizCon, you go to cannabis week and it's a plethora of, of men. It, it's, yeah. it's more male dominated. That's the reality. Yeah. So we did not have any idea of how many women would show up and show out. Like you said, they were dressed, they were ready. They were I'm glad I brought my I, did I bring my suitcase no no I changed but I'm glad I changed I, <laughs> I definitely knew y'all were gonna bring it um but yeah okay good call though that's definitely was the event of 2022 yeah. um that love brunch <laughs> national uh, mixer in Vegas and then there's there's two other organizations that do uh, great events. Um, uh, David Tran of Fairchild, they host amazing activations. Like, yes. you know, they really always blow it out of the water with all their different events. They, I guess they, they're having, not I guess, I know they're having a Super Bowl event upcoming. Uh, you know, they always do a big one in Vegas during Cannabis Week. Um, and then they have events throughout the rest of the year. I, you know, I, I want to recognize them. They do amazing yes. work and they create an amazing environment. Um, so that would be the other one. And then also another one is just, is Grasslands. Grasslands, they are a PR agency, but they know how to throw a party. <laughs> Man, would, would you be shocked to hear that I've never been to a Grasslands party? Oh, we I gotta mean, get I, Ricardo to get you there. <laughs> I, yes, and I even, I, I, Ricardo and I have chatted about many things and it's like, why the heck have I never like been? I think, you know, I, I, I can, my, my eyes are bigger than my stomach, I guess, when parties happen. And so sometimes they're happening at the same time. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I can only go to one. I wish yeah. I could go to two. And I think that's what's happened with grasslands. There's yeah. just been conflicts, but obviously I'm, I need to drink some matcha. In <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard that, that, that night, cause they always hosted the same night and that's the night there's a lot of events like, yeah. oh, so it is hard. It is. Respect. And I'm like, you I, yeah. yeah, before I used to be able to go to a couple. Now I'm like, I'm going to one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a long week. It's one. 
one yeah, it's a marathon it's a marathon <laughs> yeah. not a sprint and uh you know why leave a party to find a party is, yeah, is what exactly. I like to say <laughs> so very cool I um man I just I feel like I want to know so much about events from you like for instance um why are they so goddamn hard to throw <laughs> <laughs> sorry but they always there's so much fun to plan but then when you get into it it's just oh my god it's it can be such a nightmare yeah. I mean what advice do you have I think for event organizers um who are obviously not on you know your level but um you know Grow House Media throws some events and we have for the last couple of years and it's like what advice do you have well, you know, I think that th there's a couple things to be aware of for event organizers, um, and you're, you're probably very familiar with them, but, you know, finding venues is still really tough. Um, you throw that you're, you state that you're having a cannabis event, even if they're okay with it, they're going to probably increase that price to what it would normally be than a regular yeah. event. So that's the first thing you might run into. So finding the right venue, getting everything already written in a contract so they can't come back and, you know, say, I didn't have it on the books or, you know, change the pricing on you or whatnot. Um, definitely secure yourself in that level. Um, getting insurance, event insurance is, is another hard one. Um, and so having the right um, assurance providers. Now we actually at Event High, if you do have that problem, we have we are connected with a variety of event uh, event insurance uh, providers, and they do provide event insurance. Um, so again, just depending on what you're going to be having there. If it's a regular event, there's not consumption. You can get a, and it's just cannabis professionals. You can get regular insurance. You don't need to go and get a you know because because cannabis event insurance is a little higher. Mm -hmm. uh, but if there's specifications where there's consumption, things like that, definitely protect yourself and, and uh, you know, get insurance, maybe get some signed waivers. Uh, I've been to events where they've had waivers mm -hmm. of me agreeing that I'm consuming and that, you know, I'm the one that's making that choice and that I'm going to have a safe ride home, you know, all those things. Um you know, it's it's interesting that we we let many event organizers go through those efforts of having those waivers when yet yeah, you go to all these other events outside and there's so much alcohol, like they, they're not, you know, no. you don't have to have that, that disclaimer, but no. they're just like, nope, it's up to you. But here in the industry, people are more, more uh, concerned and they want those disclaimers to protect themselves, but also to show that they, they're, we care about you too, as our guest, you know? Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, and then I think the other component, and, and again, I know these are all the challenges, but hopefully there's some advice there about how to work through them. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> Yeah. Good to know um, what's coming to smack you in the face. Right. <laughs> and then the last one, the other one is, you know, trying to get creative in your marketing efforts, because we all know we get shadow banned on all the platforms. Um, luckily with Event High, we we promote to our network. We have a newsletter or a, a database now of 85,000 event goers who have mm -hmm. bought tickets on our platform. So we market to them. We, we add promotion to your events. Um, so that's a great tool, uh, you know, working with maybe some media companies or getting it on their calendars. A lot of them have calendars or podcasts, you know, start talking mm -hmm. to your, to, about your events and, 
um, you got to sometimes find a good story because it's not just like, hey, we're throwing this event. A lot, you, it may not get coverage. You know, it's what what is the maybe the mission behind it or how is there an impact behind it? You know, find some sort of creative um, story about why your event is unique and different and why you want to, you know, maybe get it on a podcast or, yeah. or get interviewed by a, a, a writer, a, a editor, um, and get coverage for it. So just really try to get creative in those ways of how you're going to market your event because it is going to be hard to get the masses of, of eyeballs on it because of our hurdles with advertising and marketing. Right. Wow. Yeah. You you need to be thinking about that. I mean, the entire time, you know, from yeah. the event inception, it's like, how are we, how are we getting this information out there? Yep. You know, um, the, oh gosh, it's crazy how many hurdles they put. They just, right? throw because it's just, yeah. Just to throw an event. <laughs> they can just to throw an event. I think there's a lot of money around that too. You know, that just regulation yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, so are you coming to Austin for South by this year? So I actually just got a message on LinkedIn asking the same thing. And I, I'm, I want to, I'm going to, I want to try this year cause I haven't been ever. Mm. So, um, so I'm I'm hoping I'm really hoping to make it. I know it's going to be coming up soon, uh, but if I do, I will reach out to you. <laughs> please, please, please do, please do, because we are throwing a party. Um, yay, we do every year, and it's well every year since 2019 is when we started. That was kind of like our we launched in 2018, and that was kind of our coming out party. Um, and yeah, it's it's the only true uh, consumption event uh, at, at South by it's an unofficial event. <laughs> so we, we do things a little down and dirty yeah, <laughs> during yeah. South by, but it's good. <laughs> it's worth it and fun. And you are definitely invited. I would, I would yeah. love to host you here in, in Austin awesome. for sure. Yeah. I can't wait. What do you, do you have, what, what, any cool active, like cool things you can share about it? Like I thought, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, definitely. Okay. No, thank you. Thank you for uh, opening it up. No, it's so funny because I'm in the, we're in the phase right now of just, you know, putting the finishing touches on the deck. And when you talked about your, you know, sponsorship, you know, deck upload, I'm just like, oh Lord, this is wonderful. Oh, this is wonderful. Like this is too good. It's too good. Yeah. So I, um, yeah. So what it is, it's a party benefiting last prisoner project nice. and it's called, yeah, it's, it's called the outlaw party uh, oh. because it is consumption friendly. Yep. Um, it's an unofficial event from during South by Southwest. It's an oasis, um, for people who, um, love plant medicine. Yeah. And it's not um, anything more than that, but it's definitely not anything less than that. Um, it's always a very awesome guest list and we've gotten oh. to control it, I guess you could say from day one, just because there's just been a, an awesome energy around this event and it brings the most amazing people. And so we don't necessarily have to market for tickets because we're not selling tickets. Tickets oh, are nice. free. Oh, wow. So it's an invite. Okay. That's yeah. Invite. Yeah. It, and okay. so, so that's what makes it kind of magical too, to see who's going to be there. And there's certainly a wait list for the public. And um, like last year, we opened up the wait list for the party and it was awesome. You know, you just want a diversity of all sorts of people. You don't just want like South by Southwest goers, you know, from New York or California. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely going to be kind of the vibe. It's um, a, yeah, cannabis community event during South by and it benefits LPP last year, it benefited LPP as well. 
And um, so this year is kind of going to be the same vibe. There'll be former constituents um, who will be there giving, you know, talks every now and then. Um, And, you know, little music, you know, munchies. Um, I'm totally downplaying it because it it, it, <laughs> it always, just sounds like my kind of event though. I'm like, yes, I, I need to get over there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 45 um, stories in the sky. It's the best views in Austin. Oh my gosh. You'll never. And so cool. I won't be able to say that for very long because there's so many buildings going up, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> this one is the jewel, 360 degree views. So we're going to have um, a binocular kind of uh, alley, if you will, yeah. uh, where you can like get binos and just like look all around. So it's going to be an experience, the party yeah. itself, but it's in exactly. downtown Austin and, um, downtown kind of obviously splits East side and West side. And so the party's going to be, um, it's going to really have that spirit of there's an East side of the party representing with an East side artist kind of doing live art and food trucks from the East side munchies. Yeah. And then there's going to be the West side, which is, you know, just, it, it's a different vibe in the East side. And so there's different artists, there's different food trucks. Yeah. Um, but it all kind of comes together in the, in the middle and the, like really the, the pool area. Um, it's all about cannabis. And yeah. so that's the, see, this is what I love. I, this is what I geek out about. Cause I get to hear it and I see the passion and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for asking me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That means a lot. <laughs> Cause you know, normally you're just like behind the computer, like, you know, um, creating these events and, and hoping they work. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think a story is super, super important because as a media company, I mean, we have a story to tell too and what we're going to align ourselves with and where we're going to spend our time is just like the most important, valuable thing. So Feminize will have something going on at the party for yeah. sure. Okay. Yes. <laughs> don't know what it will be, but it, I don't know. It's going to be good though. Yeah, I'm thinking now. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely March 10th. So coming up. Yeah. Coming up. Everybody's, yeah. yeah. Everyone's excited. Um, it's the first night of South by Southwest. So that makes it very cool. Oh, too. it's going to get a buzz then. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. First night. Yeah. <laughs> They're ready. Yeah. Um, okay. So I could talk to you all day long, but <laughs> I definitely want to be respectful of your time. I mean, my God, you're running a business, um, and doing amazing things. But before I let you go, I have to ask you the same three questions that I ask all of my guests, um, because I'm nosy and I really want to know. Okay. <laughs> and it's fun. Um, it's, they're called the feminized three. All right. Ooh, so okay. if you're ready, I'm ready. We're start. Ready. <laughs> All right. The first question is, um, tell me who's in your dream smoke circle, three people dead or alive. Who's in my dream smoke circle? Three people. Okay. And uh, feel free to set the stage too, if you need to, because I've got some guests who are like, I don't smoke, but I'll gummy pacifics around you know all of yeah yeah all the things i i am i love joints so i'm a pre-roll i love flour so i would be passing the joint um so i would say and this one i don't know why but i just and i and i don't even think i doubt he would probably consume but i just am in love with his music uh so frank sinatra which is so different but i would love that to just get high and just just you know seeing somebody that has that artistic and that musical kind of thing you know the conversations are good Uh, (laughs) deep artist soul tortured soul yeah um the other one is i was actually already lucky to meet her once i didn't get a smoke with her but her name is natalie rise she is an an amazing reggae uh, artist not even reggae artist but a musician and she just 
how her music is just so soul connecting and it just reminds us of where we are as humans and, and humanity as a whole. Um, and then the last one, oh gosh, this is gonna be hard. Um, so Natalie, Frank Sinatra, and oh, who else would I want to do? Sarah Joy. Yeah. Um, growing up, actually, this one's a, a childhood one. It would have been um, probably probably from Sublime. Like it would probably be Sublime because I just grew like listening to them in general. I remember listening to them in high school, rebelling, smoking. Like I would just be like back in my high school days, like reminiscing that. Like, and I'm here with them. I love that so much. I love that so much. And you know, by default, it's uh, I, was, I always slide in on the fantasy smoke sessions. So, oh my god, yeah. You know, it's funny. I the that fright or the the lyric. I don't get angry when my mom smokes pot like yeah. that <laughs> plays like kind of on repeat in my head. Cause I'm a mom, you yeah. know, and I'm yeah. trying to destigmatize and, you know, let other moms not feel shame either. But man, sometimes, I mean, that lyric, when I yeah. the angry room, I'm like, man, I hope Veronica feels that way. Okay, cool. So Second question is, um, so Feminize is a place where I get to interview the dopest women in cannabis, the women who inspire me. Um, Adelia, you are totally one of them. Um, so who else should I have on the show? Who's inspiring you right now? Um, so I would say, I don't, and I don't know if you've already had her on, but um, Whitney Beatty, she is the CEO of Josephine and Billy's and yes. the apothecary case. She, um, she is honestly like my, like we've been friends through, we went through an accelerator together and we became friends, but now she's like my confident. Like when we are having business troubles, we call each other. We ask each other for advice. We vent like all the things, but she is just really making moves, making an impact, um, for minority owned businesses, mm -hmm. for women owned businesses. She has a power oops, powerful voice and is just doing amazing things. Um, another woman is Miss Kindness Ramirez. Oh. Um, she is the CEO of CK, uh, CK Productions and a club kindness. And she is a, she's, she used to be a teacher. She is truly an educator at heart, but she is doing, she has an amazing book. And so it's teaching kids, you know, and, and parents how to speak about cannabis and how to normalize it between families. Um, and, and then my last one would be, sorry, I got three. I got three. I love it. Hey, no problem. Most women cannot pick just one. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, it would be uh, Parisa Rad. She is she's also my business partner at Blunt Branch, but she is just doing amazing work. You know, the reason she's in cannabis is because of her daughter and um, cannabis saved her daughter's life and just the story she has and just what she's doing. And, you know, as a, as a mom, as a business owner, um, she has another company. She's the president of 420 Collections and they just launched now. Um, they're in Arizona. They just launched in New Mexico. And, you know, being able to hold and wear that many hats, plus being a mom, as you can relate, like is... Yeah you all are like champions to me. Like, you know, like I just am like, wow, you all are holding it down. And yeah, she would be another one I would recommend. Wow. Yeah. She is so bad. I just like, man, she's so fucking cool. I can't wait to have her on Feminized. Um, and I got to meet her in person at the Blunt Brunch event. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that's, that's such an awesome list. Thank you. I have everyone written down and I'll be contacting them all shortly and, yes. and letting them know that 
you gave your seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my last question is, what advice do you have for 13-year-old Adelia? Oh, wow. I love this. This is a good question. Um, wow. So what advice would I have for the 13-year-old Adelia? Um, you know, I I don't want to say I went through a lot as a child, but I, I had, you know, uh, trauma moments as a child. And um, it really led to me rebelling. Like I, I led two lives. I was good in school, but I was also rebelling like behind the scenes. And so I would say to that Adelia that um, it does get better. You know, you, you do find yourself and, you know, through all those mistakes you are going to make, <laughs> um, it's going to, it really will make you stronger and it really will, you know, you really will feel, feel, work through all that, that guilt um, that you, you feel after, you know, once mm -hmm. you, you got older and you, you saw just just how you were, you know, you're, you, that wasn't you. And, you know, you find you as you get older. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> beautiful. I feel like some, somehow, some way that, that, that got to her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. It's such a time when we're in the seventh grade, eighth grade, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, what? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that question always hits. And I, um, I always feel really honored um, when women open up. I so, love that question. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. We don't look back at that, you know, we don't look back at ourselves and, you know, all those things, but. And, or try, or, and we don't look back at ourselves and nurture ourselves, oh, right? That's. Exactly. Gosh, man. So I, can really, I relive that question every time I ask it. I'm like, why is it so important to me? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I know why. It's because it was crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think if it helps one woman to kind of think and look back and, you know, feel a little bit better. Then, yeah. Hey, we did our job. Exactly. Um, so how do people find you? Um, well, there's a couple different ways. If you want to learn more about Event High, go to eventhigh.io and event high is E-V-E-N-T-H-I.io. So like, hi, hello, kind of uh, hi. <laughs> um, you can find me on all the social platforms. Um, Instagram is Adelia underscore Carrillo underscore. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. LinkedIn is the best route though to get in touch with me. And again, you'll just look me up Adelia Carrillo. Um, those would be the great, the, the easiest ways. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you for being so open and generous with your time. Um, because I know that you do, you know, you do mentor and, and, you know, don't mind answering questions because you certainly helped me <laughs> before. Um, so I really do appreciate your generosity with your time. And I hope that you come back because yes. I mean, we, maybe we just need to do like a monthly party report or something. Right. What are the best of the, what, yeah. What are the upcoming events? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That would be so much fun. Um, well, awesome. So guys, this is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining. Don't forget to subscribe, like comment down below, and we will see you next time on Feminized. Bye. If you'd like more, subscribe to the Feminized podcast on YouTube. Follow at Feminized with Liz Rowe on Instagram. Special thanks to our sponsors, Moose Labs and Richard's Rainwater. Feminized Podcast is a Grow House Media production created by Liz Grow, produced by Patrick Poe and Dan Stray, with original theme music and audio mixing 
by Q at Q to King Productions in New Braunfels, Texas.